Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brin. And today we are talking about season two, episode four, Quest for Coolness. Classic episode. I feel like we say classic about so many episodes. I'm like, are these just classic to us? This one, though. I know. I think this has to be. This one is perfection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. I think this might be, like, one of the most undeniably popular episodes. Like, the one where, like, no matter what, you watch this episode and you're like, this is the episode. Yeah. So, this episode was directed by Donna Pascal, yeah. which is amazing. Only is one it her of, only one? It's one of two, I think, that she did. One? Wombat Love. Oh, that's right. She, yeah, that's right. Wombat Love. And Dennis Rinsler got the writing credit. Mm-hmm. This episode is one of those episodes that it just feels organic. It's mm-hmm. just everything just like flowing. It's like boom, boom, yep. boom, and nothing. There's no real like montages. It's all just crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's so good. It's good. This apparently premiered July 6th, 2001, and it is 2.01 in production, so this was technically supposed to be the season two premiere, mm-hmm. which I could see. I mean, this is a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I see why the BB Mac one was, but just because, you know, yeah. enthusiasm, because, you know, kids are hot on BB Mac. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this one also has an 8.1 on IMDb, which is significantly higher than average. I think the only other one that's had an 8.1 so far is uh, Almost Perfect. Yeah. So before we get into it. I do have an email I want to read. This email is from Natasha, who is someone I recognize from socials, from Instagram. So she wrote to us and said, the subject is, your podcast is the best with the sparkling stars emoji. And she said, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now, and it has been such a bright light in my day-to-day life. I've been watching Even Steven since day one on Disney Channel. Before Disney Plus, I had been relying on poor quality YouTube videos. As you know, there's a lot happening in the world right now. When I listen to the podcast, it allows me to focus on something that's lighthearted. I will even re-listen to podcast episodes before bed just to clear my mind. Nice. With the laughing emoji. Um, (laughs) Even Stevens is like a comfort blanket show, so I'm so happy to see there's a community who appreciates it as much as I do. I can't wait for you to review a very scary story. It's one of my favorite episodes. I'm a sucker for Halloween-themed Disney Channel specials. Anyway, thank you, and I wish you both the best. Keep it up. Sincerely, Natasha. Cool. Thanks. Yay. Thank you, Natasha. It's nice to hear from you, and thank you for all of your interaction on social media. She also left us a really nice review on Apple Podcasts. So, thank you very, very much. The Disney Plus synopsis, I kind of got a kick out of this, as I usually do. (laughs) I don't know why I laughed. I just laugh so easily at these things. I don't know why. I just always find humor in it. So the long Disney Plus synopsis, that's supposed to be the more in-depth one, just says, Lewis and Twitty learn the hard way that keeping up with the latest styles is too much work. (laughs) 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 It's like... 
It really isn't. It's just too much work for them. Yeah, it's just that in this scenario, yeah. They don't even specify what they're referring to. It's just, it's too much work. (laughs) That makes it, that like implies there are several trends that they try to keep up with and there's just too many. But I actually, looking back at my review, which I really actually enjoyed rereading my review, was actually a pretty good one. I think that's what happens when the episode is good. Yeah. I said... Everyone at school is wearing a popular new brand of sneakers called Quasis. Well, everyone except for Lewis and Twitty, of course. The shoes are sold out everywhere, so the duo basically decide to put their lives in jeopardy and go through a back alley sneaker dealer in an attempt to get two pairs. Hilarity ensues. Meanwhile, Ruby is hosting a school-sanctioned fashion show at the mall, which causes a rift between her and Ren. Nice. Yeah, so I have this episode ranked number 10. Kicks off my top 10, yeah. So yeah. mine's number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this episode. It's so good. No, it is so good. Again, I don't know, you know, for me, if it would be top three quality, yeah, yeah. but I also love this episode. So, I mean, I guess going into general, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a classic. When I rewatched it for this, I was laughing pretty consistently. I just love it. They must have aired this one a lot, or it's just that memorable, because I feel like everyone remembers the sneaker episode. There are some iconic, like, Lewis and Twitty friendship sort of stuff, just like with the two of them together, I guess. Yeah. Scabby is a pretty great one-off. Everyone's great here, and I think it is one of my personal favorites. And there are great lines. Oh my gosh, yeah. All that considered, I still, for some reason, I wouldn't put it top five or top three, but I think it's definitely a top ten episode, for sure. Totally, yeah. And I know, like, there's no Tawny, no Donnie, or the parents, either. Mm-hmm. It, this episode is insanely entertaining and funny, but then it, there's still, like, this fable aspect of it Mm. and like the stuff with Ren and Ruby that stuff's good too I actually liked it no I do too I love the mall setting um, but I love how when this episode even if you're not laughing it's insanely entertaining Mm -hmm. from beginning to end the basement scene is probably my favorite scene of anything ever yeah it's really good I love that basement scene I mean look this it's not the first one to like tackle this fad fable thing but it does it so perfectly it does it in a very even Stevens way yeah, over the top, but like still not kind of parts of it are very plausible still yeah. like in a way. No, for sure. Uh, and it is very much like, OK, it's what would happen if they did a drug deal. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but this episode itself, I think, just epitomizes what makes the show so great. The series is very much rooted in this sibling rivalry thing. But mm-hmm. even when it breaks away from that formula, which this episode completely breaks. It has nothing to do with sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's the opposite of that, if anything. It's still, like, in my opinion, like a masterpiece. It's one of the best episodes of the show. That just speaks to the masterful quality of the series, I think. Oh, of course. There are a lot of episodes that break the formula and are still in the top, I'd say. Yeah, of course. And there are so many shows that it's like, okay, they have this hook and they milk it. They milk it. And even if the hook, Mm -hmm. whether the hook's big or the hook's small... Whatever it is, like, they milk it, you know. I mean, this isn't a high-concept high, high concept series necessarily. Yeah. But it's definitely, though, it can kind of uh, break away from these little things that we come to expect with it and still produce an episode like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So I did an Instagram poll just because why not do those now? Uh, <laughs> because... 
in our last episode for Duck Soup, you had said to me, yeah, like do an Instagram poll for yes or no, oh, yeah. how people feel about the episode. Yeah. And I for sure was like 100% sure that this would at least be close to a 50-50 episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. felt like, at least to me, it just felt like one of those episodes, Duck Soup. Mm. And I was so shocked to see that the results were 87% yes and 13% no. Yes, Chef Pierre, wee oui, wee oui, wee. Oui. That's what I like to hear. I don't get it, though. I feel like since so, it's fans of the show that follow us, most people will say they like most episodes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. But, like, I don't know. That and, like, even if they're not, even if they haven't seen the episode in a long time, people will gravitate in their minds more to, like, memorable things. And, like, you can't forget Chef Pierre, even if you don't like him. You can't forget yeah. his, what, his, what he sounds like, what his face is. And, or if you haven't seen even Stevens in a long time um, and you're watching it on Disney Plus, you're just loving every episode because, I mean, you mm-hmm. haven't seen it in how many years, right? So you're just going to be like, yeah, this is all good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Duck Soup is definitely a zany episode, mm-hmm. which I think you can even counterpoint Quest for Coolness, which is there's so much hijinks in this episode, but it never feels zany. Like, it doesn't feel wacky. Yeah, it does it in such a good clever way it's just yeah. i don't know just the so way it's good. written from the dialogue to just everything it just feels yes. so much more the acting is so good in this episode too. this is like one of the best lewis twitty moments but yeah so i did one for quest for coolness and uh it's only been up for a few hours um mm-hmm. but it's 94 percent yes and six percent no so <laughs> i think there's, there's still people there's five people who said no Really? And it was funny because I almost didn't even want to do one for this because I'm like, oh, everyone loves this. But no, it's interesting. They don't like scabby, probably. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so that's that. Yeah, so plot point time. This episode opens with Lewis and Twitty walking down the school hallway and Twitty telling Lewis that his shoes are untied. And Lewis is like, ah, no, so what? Who cares? It's an urban myth. And then he falls on his shoelace, which of course, and it and it has the with the musical sting. Do you, do of course, do you think Twitty stepped on it on purpose, or do you think it, it looks was like, like he did? It yeah, honestly looks like he did because when they cut to it, it's just boom, it's just already there. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just smiling. This was kind of like a really obvious way, you know, to get Lewis on the ground yeah. to be at people's shoe mm-hmm. level. Yeah, um, but I still love it. It's perfect. Love it. Yeah, I thought this was interesting, right? Because in contrast, again to Duck Soup where I said how the plot was introduced very I'm reading a IMDB episode synopsis to let everyone know what the plot is. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It was odd, yeah. Like I said, I was going to make a point to try to see how often episodes do that. And this one, although it's very clear how they're setting it up, it's still done conversationally, right? So it's like Lewis saying like, hey man, like you see those guys' shoes? Like, those are the coolest sneaks I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, like the quasis. And then that's what they're called, quasis? We gotta get some. And they're like, oh no, man, like I've been trying, like everywhere is sold out. Like, yeah. And you know what I mean? And there you go, that's the plot. Like oh, now yeah, we know. Very it's very good, yeah. And I'll, I'm, yeah, there's not as much background though either. Like Duck Soup, there's a lot of like yeah. her bill thing and who this guy is because he's important. Whereas like in this one, you just need to know Scabby is a rather shady character. Like that's all you yeah. need to know is his name is Scabby. That's everything. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, I just really like how that played out. Oh man, like I've been trying for three weeks, like everywhere is sold out. Cutting to Lewis dropping a Gilligan's Island reference by saying, We missed the boat on the whole quasi thing. Our ship has sailed, man. We're stuck on the island with the Professor and Marianne. Sorry, little buddy. 
And then Twitty even says, I'm sorry, little buddy, which was, I guess, Skipper's nickname for Gilligan. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I which I never that. really noticed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then Tom goes walking by with a girl way out of his league on his arm named Angela Wolf. And they're just like, how did Tom and Angela Wolf hook up? And then it's just cut to the shoes and it's the quasis. And I love how whenever they have to cut to the quasis, these people are moving their feet all over the place so that we can yeah. see the shoes. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. They're hitting like all the angles like, ooh, hey, because <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> Pointing their toes and stuff. Yeah. Like hitting their foot to the side. Like, I'm just like, because we all do that when we stand there talking to people. I, I know I do. Oh, it's so funny. You know, when they show all the quasis, it's just every single person at the school oh, yeah. is wearing quasis. And I was like, did this ever happen to you in middle school? Where like every single person was wearing the same shoes. Rolly backpacks. Rolly backpacks. They were hot for like a year. And then after, and everyone had them. And then after Rolly Backpacks faded out, if you had a Rolly Backpack... <laughs> you were a loser. You got made fun of, yeah, for sure. Well, I would imagine there was a lot of uh, collisions in the hallway if everyone was using a Rolly Backpack. Yeah, they took up definitely way more room. It was it, it was such a silly trend if you think about it, but... It's basically luggage. Yeah, it's ergonomically good, efficient, yeah. but... Um, Helps your back, I guess. Yeah. Because I was thinking back in middle school, sneakers were definitely big. I feel like they were probably big for everybody at a certain point. Yeah. But at my school, you know, I went to Catholic school. So the only creative freedom we had over our uniform was our shoes. And they kind of let us wear whatever shoes we wanted. So (laughs) what was in for the shoes at school was skate shoes. You had to be wearing DCs, Etnies. Osiris. I don't know that brand. Oh, yeah. That was my brand right there. Osiris skate shoes. Or, uh, well, Vans, obviously. Yep, Vans. Yeah, it was Vans, Etnies, yeah. uh, DC. And then there were also, like, Fat Farms. Oh, yeah. And other stuff that, like, weren't necessarily skate shoes, yeah. but still, like, a designer-looking shoe. And you had to wear them. You had to do the laces up bar style. So, like, straight across. What do you call it? bar style so that it's just like bar style. you know what I mean so like just oh, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. across like a little okay. ladder is how the laces yeah. had to be instead of crisscross uh-huh. and then you had to tie them loose so that when you walked your foot would come out of it a little bit when you walked oh yeah totally like if you didn't meet all of that criteria your feet were not popping I know you're a little younger than me but when I was in elementary school the, the there were puffy shoes like the puffy vans and like the tongues mm-hmm. were like really puffy and they'd kind of like puff out of the thing mm-hmm. i don't know if that was so popular when you were in school but yeah kind yeah. of yeah yeah i had pairs in most of the brands so i had a pair of etnies i had a pair of vans oh, yeah. i had a pair of fat farms and then i was just laughing because i was joking about how unimpressive looking quasis are <laughs> they're so lame i think it's almost it almost brings like this aspect to it though where it's like it doesn't matter how stupid they look if everyone's wearing it, right? Yep. Quasis are like <laughs> dollar store generic sneakers that you can find at like a thrift store. Just like yeah. those generic sneakers with paper cues taped on the side. Yeah. That's what they are. It's like a lot of the Jordans are like the Dunks or whatever. Some of them are cool looking, but some of them are just like kind of boring looking shoes, but they have like a Nike swoosh on it or they have mm-hmm. the Jumpman on it or whatever. And it's like all of a sudden they're like this shoe everyone has to have it's like why why are they three hundred dollars 
white. It's so stupid. And I love the way everyone has like a different pair of quasis. Like none of them are all exactly the same. Like the actual design of the sneakers. Oh, like yeah. so many of them aren't even the same. Like there are some that look clearly like a pair of Jordans with just a quasi yeah. on the side. As long as it has the Q on it. They have like a pair of that looks like Fila's with like a quasi on the side. They yeah. have like a bunch of different kinds of like generic looking white sneakers too that probably are no name brand. Just it's amazing. <laughs> pay less. Yeah, pay less. Exactly. And I was saying, I wrote that in my thing. I was like, buy a generic white shoe from Payless, print out some cues, and tape them on. Yeah. No one will be able to tell the difference because that's clearly what the costume department did. <laughs> that would have been like an alternative episode idea, probably. That's pretty funny. But yeah, I was just laughing at how I was like, LOL, like, quasis are just sneakers with cues on the side. Yeah. And then I was looking back to my fat farms, and they're literally just black sneakers with peas on the side. Yeah, that's what, Jor- <laughs> that's what Jordans are, too. It's like, some of the Jordans are literally just, like, white and black, and it has, like, a Jumpman on it. I'm like, why do people like this? <laughs> No, but I was just laughing as like just the letter, you yeah. know, and I was like, my shoes literally just had a P on the side. They were like shiny pink plastic with a little like design next yeah, to the P yeah. on either side, you know, so it was a little yeah. fancier, but you know, <laughs> essentially that's all they were. Do you remember the uh, Heelys? Of course. Those are so ridiculous. Kids were breaking their necks left and right <laughs> yeah. with those. Yeah, they had, they, we weren't allowed to have those at our school after like the first week. And yeah, I was going to save this for the trivia, but I guess I'll say it now. Back when I did my review, I was Googling something. And then I ended up on a skateboard company called Quasi. And they ended up doing a collaboration with Vans to make a limited edition sneaker. The sneaker is called Quasi X Vans. And it's just like technically a pair of Quasis in my mind. Well, it's funny because Quasi means... Kind of, right? Yeah. But yeah, that was just so funny. And I found an article that says, Vans works with Quasi to give (laughs) classic sneaker new life. It's almost like the Quasi brand in this universe did a collaboration (laughs) with Vans. I was like, this is so crazy. And so I emailed the Quasi skateboard (laughs) company and I asked them where they got their name from. Because I just thought it was so funny. And they wrote me back. I forgot that I did this until I read my review. (laughs) And they wrote me back and said, Hey, Brittany, that's really funny. I grew up watching Even Stevens as a kid. Ha ha. I'm not the one who came up with the company name. And I can say for certain that it was not from Even Stevens. Would be really funny, though. (laughs) That's pretty funny. you You told him we had a podcast? No, I, did, I don't think we had the podcast at the time. Oh, it was a while ago. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So then it cuts to Ren's plot, and hers is introduced a little bit more on the nose, but yeah. still in a, in a way that's like, you know, just sort of talking in the situation. So she just says, you know, one of those, I know what you're thinking. Ren, how could we get more stores and companies to buy ads in our paper? And then I had a great idea. What do you think about... A pizza party for all the local merchants who have supported us in the past. Huh? Doesn't that sound cool? I don't really mind that. You know, she's giving a presentation. Yeah. You know. And once again, Ren has not as much of a finger on the pulse of yep. what kids want to do. Completely out of touch. A pizza party. <laughs> like the way she says it, like she goes, oh yeah, this is going to get them. This is going to get them. <laughs> How, how long do you think it took her to draw up this diagram <laughs> just to say three words about it? Yeah, it's like clip art of people. <laughs> clip art, yeah. 
<laughs> this girl is also always giving presentations. Like, this is just how she does things. Yeah, it's like in the Goldbergs where they always have, like, the... Yes! Board, the rolling board. It's like a running joke now. Always <laughs> down in the basement. Or, like, they bring it up to the living room. Just yeah. always having the presentation board. Yeah, and so Ren is so into this idea here to get a pizza party for all the merchants that have funded them in the past. And, like, what's that supposed to do? Just make them want to keep paying again? Like, I don't... Yeah. Oh, well, these guys gave us pizza. So I guess uh, <laughs> we'll buy some ads. <laughs> and so then Ruby interjects. Uh, uh, Ren, I may have another idea, if that's okay. That sounds great, Ruby. I mean, in the interest of uh, democratic procedure and all fairness. If you guys really want to have fun and raise money, how about we put on a fashion show at the mall? <gasps> how about a fashion show at the mall? Fashion show. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And Ren just hates this idea for some reason. Yeah. She's not collaborative. Ren is no, not No, she's coming up with all these roadblocks like, oh no, that sounds really time consuming. And uh, and of course, Ruby being awesome, she already did all the work. She has everything laid out. Yeah. She's getting everyone hyped. I have six different clothing stores at the mall willing to donate stuff. Everything from beach wear to formal wear and nothing tacky or cheesy, of course. And they're all willing to donate 10% of anything they sell. And here's the fun part. We get to wear the clothes. So who wants to be a supermodel? And so everyone's way more on board with the fashion show than the little pizza party. Carla and Marla are back in this episode. I mean, they're less... They're less insufferable in this episode. Yeah. They try to, like, level with Ren by saying, we can get... Oh, yeah, because Ren was like, oh, you know, the fashion show is going to cut in with the deadline for the school newspaper. And I'm like, first of all how serious Ren is about this school newspaper. This is middle school news. That nobody reads. I'm like, first of all, how much news can really be going on week to week in a middle school? (laughs) Nobody reads the school paper. They look to see if their name's in it, and then they show their friends, and then that's it. I have maybe one memory of something like that, but I feel like it was maybe like twice a year, not once a week. Yeah, we had it once a month uh, in high school, by the way. I was in it. They added a feature about me one time because I was, I'm like a hardcore Warriors fan. And mm-hmm. so when we made the playoffs for the first time in 13 years, they did a feature with me with almost like decked out and stuff. <laughs> now it's easier because you can just do like an online yeah. thing. Like little updates, tweets. Yeah. All, all just all, That's all you need. You don't even need a newspaper. Just yeah. like just write out everything as it's happening. So-and-so retired. The end. <laughs> and so Carla and Marla, as a way to try to level with Ren, they're like, We could get the paper out after we're supermodels. And if there's still time, we could eat pizza. No, the pizza party's not happening anymore if you do the supermodel thing. Oh, yeah, let's just still have the pizza to make Ren happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll stop pizza. If you want pizza, we'll have pizza. <laughs> and so we see also the twins from Stevens Manor are on. Smosh and Stosh. Yeah, Stosh and Mosh or something are on the newspaper staff, and they don't speak in this episode, yeah. I don't think. No, yeah. But then when we see them again in Stevens Manor, Ren acts like she's never seen them before in her life. And they're, like, from out of town. It's ridiculous, because even Stevens doesn't normally do that. They don't normally recast people and have them play different people. Yeah, that's one of the only times. And this is, like, weird, too, because it's like, really, you're going to recast twins? Which are, like, more, way more yeah. recognizable. They don't do really close-ups of their face, I guess. What were their names in the Stevens Manor, do you remember? The Kitna Twins. Just says, like, Kitna Twin 1 and Kitna Twin 2. It's just weird. They had names here. Ren, and Ren addresses them by name. And then later on, she's just like, 
Wow, cute guys. And Ruby, too. Yeah. Don't the way she say, don't take my colon or something. Yeah. <laughs> she says, hands off my pancreas. <laughs> there you go. Hands off my pancreas. Anyway, so basically, yeah. So everyone's way more excited about the fashion show. And Ren's just kind of left to be like, oh. Okay. Cuts back to the hallway and we see Tom walking down the hall just feeling so cool in his snazzy sneak. So there's that music though. I love that music. It just sounds so funny. He's doing the finger guns and like I just love the way he does the finger guns to Lewis and Twitty like hey and they just attack him and pull him around the corner and he does that scream. It's like a squeal. It's awesome. It's so good and he does it right on beat too. Yeah. So then Lewis and Twitty are getting ready to just full on interrogate Tom. They're over seriousness over these ugly generic sneakers is just so funny. Now where'd you get the shoes Tom? Nobody can get those shoes. Well, I'm not really proud of this. I I got them from a rather shady character. <laughs> They're slapping each other uh, in the shoulder and stuff. Yep, trying to make it be such a big business, right? And then, yeah, Tom basically saying, I got him from a rather shady character. And I'm like, write down his name, write down his number. And he's like, you can't say you got it from me. <laughs> and he has the number memorized, apparently. I know. I'm like, how many times did he call Scabby? He's a buddy. Yeah. He's a buddy. Scabby. Yeah, this is a drug deal. This is essentially a drug deal, you know? Yeah. They check the number and name and they say it at the same, st- <laughs> the same time. Yeah. Scabby. Scabby. Not a red flag. This guy's name. <laughs> just one name. Like, he's Oprah, and his name is just Scabby. <laughs> and uh, not sketchy, you know. Yeah. So, Lewis and Twitty run to the phone booth, which is that closet space next to the stairs, and they call Scabby. This scene is pretty iconic in the sense that it births two of the greatest code names ever to exist. So, they call Scabby, and this whole call is just great. Amazing. Uh, Scabby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, are you the guy with the, the quasis? Don't talk. Is this a secure line? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in a phone booth. That- Didn't I just say don't talk? Well, yeah, but then how am I supposed to answer? Yes or no? You know where the South Creek Mall is? Yes. You do? Yes. No. Well, once, but, but I, I didn't know it was wrong. They cut to Twitty, so we can't. We don't know the questions. Yeah. Like we don't know the questions Scabby is asking, and so then it's just like yes, yes, no. Well, once, but I didn't know it was wrong. I'm like, what was he asking? You know. I always thought of it as Scabby asked, "Do you know the South Creek Mall?" And then he said, "Yes." Well, no, you know, like, and he was just answering, like, because he didn't really understand the question. It was just like one of those jokes, like. Oh, do you know this person? And they're like, oh, maybe if you hum a few bars, I'll know it or something. You know that joke. No, but I think they know where the mall is. I mean, this is the mall, the big mall. No, I know, but I think it's just like a Twitty thing. Like, he's just being stupid. Oh, no, I thought he was asking him multiple questions and those were his answers to the questions. I never thought, I always thought that he was just like, that was his response to where the South Creek Mall was. I think they were going down a list of questions. That's why. And they Uh, cut, and that's why you're not supposed to... No, uh, I thought he was just responding to like the aggressiveness in his tone 
and was like, uh, no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, what answer you want me to give type of thing. No, I, I think it was a list because then like once, but I didn't know it was wrong. Like, obviously he was asking questions in between. Do you know where the South Creek Mall is in there? I think it's a, no, I think it's an old joke. Cause you're like, they're like, oh, do you know this? Or have you ever done this? And they're like, no, once, but I didn't know it was wrong. Like his old like vaudeville thing. But what does that have to do with the mall? It's just a joke. It's just supposed to be silly. No, I think he's going down a list of invasive questions and he's answering uh, yes, no, yeah, well, once, but I didn't know it was wrong. Like, he's going down a bunch of questions. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, and then when he said, well, I, I have no idea how you could possibly think it's the other thing, honestly. I have no idea how that makes any sense. Like, if you watch the scene and he's, like, asking questions, like, he's asking a question and he's saying yes and he's, like, getting mad at him for responding. So he's not just going to be like, yes, no, yes. You know what I mean? He's just, like, responding to this one thing because he's being intimidated by Scabby, and he's just doesn't know how to answer. Like, he, because he thinks, he's like, oh, yeah, I know the South Creek Mall. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, if you don't want me to know where it is. No, no, I don't know where that is. Uh, well, once, but I didn't know it was wrong. And then he's, like, reverting back to when he said yes and trying to justify it. Like, once, but I didn't know it was wrong, like, in case Scabby didn't want his answer to be yes. I think you're thinking too deep about this. I think it's just he's asking random questions. I'm, almost, I'm pretty much 100% sure. You can ask Dennis Rinsler, but I'm, I'm pretty much 100% sure that's what happened. Well, no, because if he says, say yes or no, and then he goes down a list of questions. But why would they not show us the questions? Because it's funnier that way. No, it's funnier. That's why you don't know what he asked to make the answer be once, but I didn't know it was wrong. You wonder, what did he do that was wrong? Like, what the heck random question could Scabby have asked him? To me, it's way funnier if he's saying that in response to, do you know where the South Creek Mall is? Anyway, okay, let me so, put it this way. Let me put it this way. For years in my life, whenever anyone asks me, like a lot of times when people say, Do you know where this is? I say, uh, well once, but I didn't know it was wrong. I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> Instagram poll. We spent way too much time on this. <laughs> because then again, because then when it goes forward and you can you know that Twitty's answering a question where he goes, Yeah, about thirteen, he was saying, How old is the person you're with? He's about 13 years old. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm, I just assumed, since we, we didn't hear him ask that, you know what I mean? So like he was just asking a bunch of questions. He, mm, I don't know. Wait, does he say, do you know where the South Creek Mall is? Or have you ever been to the South Creek Mall? Do you know where the South Creek Mall is? I'd have to watch the scene again now. He's like, oh yeah, that, that was just my friend. Uh, oh, his name. His name is, uh, and then he's like, uh, Poncho. And then he's like, no, uh, Frenchie. Poncho. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his name's Frenchie. Von Richter. Von Richter. <laughs> like, he wants him to say it, you know? Yeah. You assume. He said, how old, are you? how old is he? And he's like, yeah, about 13. And then, yeah, yeah, he'll be coming with me. Yeah, then he just says, my name. So we know Scabby asked him, what's your name? Yeah. My name is, uh... Lars. L- oh. Lars. My name is Lars. Lars, yeah. Lars. Lars, uh, Lars, honey toast. Yeah, honey toast. Yeah. Yeah, okay, see ya. Honey toast, huh? Good job, bro. It's what I had for breakfast. Yeah. But yeah, but Scabby tells them to meet him at the South Creek Mall, basically, and they just agree to it, no questions asked. But yeah, code names Lars Honey Toast and Frenchie Von Richter were born here, which they recycle two more times in the Even Stevens verse. Yeah. Do they don't say uh, Von Richter, the French Von Richter, though? No, but I mean, just like, you know, the, the code name being referenced from this episode. Yeah, yeah. 
Then it cuts back to the newspaper club and Ruby is having the staff practice their model walks and she's doing this motivational chant with her amazing accent. One and two and you're so gorgeous. Three and four, don't hit the floor. Five and six and work those hips. Seven and eight, that was great. Seven and eight? That That was was great! great. (laughs) Yeah, and then Ren shows up. Well, it looks like you guys did a lot of work, but none of it for the newspaper, like we all agreed. Well, actually, we all kind of decided we should uh, skip this week's paper because of the fashion show. I'm sorry, I'm... I'm the editor-in-chief, and I didn't authorize that. Come on, Ren, is it really that big a deal if you miss one issue? We have not missed an issue since I have been editor. She's very passionate about this. I'm like, the dramatics over this middle school paper. <laughs> Basically, long story short here, Ruby says, I feel, you know, I feel like you're not okay with this because it wasn't your idea, which... Yeah, well, at least initially, but at the yeah. same time, I can see how she would still not want it to get in the way of the paper if she's trying to achieve this goal. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, for sure. Ren leaves very passive aggressively and just decides to do the paper herself. Which, by the way, you notice how she takes all the stuff she's going to need and just crumples it up to put it in the thing? I'm like, you're going to need that stuff. Why would you just crumple it up like it's trash? Or it's like later when the box falls off her bed. (laughs) Yep, doesn't even care. And so, but I, but yeah, I I wrote in my thing. I said, I agree that sometimes, you know, if you want to get something done, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. Then it cuts to the outside of the South Creek Mall, which I'm assuming is either the next day or another day because they're Mm -hmm. in different clothes. You know, Lewis is just hyping up these sneakers. He's like, do you realize this is the day that could change our lives? (laughs) And whatever. And he's just like, what? Because we're getting new shoes? No, because we're getting these shoes. Quasis. The shoes that say, you see these guys wearing me? They're cool. And then I was saying, "Uh, okay, first of all, wait. How cool can they really be if everyone and their brother is wearing these shoes at this point, including Tom Grabowski? I guess everyone is just cool. <laughs> and just, that's, this is what's making people realize it. How cool can you really be if Tom <laughs> Grabowski is wearing these? All right, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, at some point it works against itself. Like if somebody who's not cool... <laughs> is wearing it, then it's, is it still cool? Exactly. And if everyone's wearing it, you know, it's like, all right. Maybe Tom killed the trend. (laughs) It's just funny. Let's see. But yeah. And so this is like one of my favorite quotes where Lewis says, like, see these guys wearing me, they're cool. And then what, were you saying we weren't cool before? And he's like, nah, nah, of course we were cool. Like trying to play it off. Like, (laughs) where were you? I don't know. And then, uh, but now it's like it's out in the open. People don't have to waste time getting to know us. They look at our feet. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next time you meet someone, judge them by their footwear before you pursue any kind of relationship. I've literally heard people say, oh, I look at pe- I look at guys shoes first. Imagine if that's how you did like with everybody. You just walked up to them and it's like quasis. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not quasis. You're not cool. I'm not talking to you. It's easier just to look for the people who aren't wearing quasis because if everyone has them. I know. Exactly. So how cool can you really be? As I said, if everyone has them, then they're just a thing everyone has. Then Twitty remembers that Scabby told him that they should enter through the side entrance and meet him in the basement. Okay. And so then I said, all right, second red flag, (laughs) any other 
kids sitcom in the 90s or early 2000s would use something like this to turn it into a very special episode about not meeting strange people in the basement, <laughs> child predators bribing kids with cool things, you know? Yeah. But not even Stevens. That's just not the way they roll. They don't do that. And they just get away with it just being a funny thing and it's just so it's funny because a lot of those episodes it's like so obvious what the message is yeah but they still feel the need to tell you what the message is at the end it's like (laughs) this one's very obvious like don't go into a basement with a guy named scabby yeah but it's just funny like they would like normally a show would like take it the extra mile oh yeah and it'd be super serious but no and like it was funny because i i thought of the smart guy episode oh my gosh that's so cringy. Ah, oh, man, I hate that episode. I hate that. Every time I, I... That's one of my favorite shows ever. I hate that episode. Yeah, so uncomfortable. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I just skip it from now on. That's a bad episode. But yeah, not even Stevens. They just assume, yeah, don't do this, kids. <laughs> yeah, in this episode, it never crosses the line, you know? Yeah. This guy just takes their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Lewis and Twitty make their way down into the basement in the freight elevator, which they've obviously never been in a freight elevator before yeah. because they're just so horrified by the way the door closes. And of course, from our interview with AJ, we know that before this scene, Shia was hardcore prepping yeah. to the point of tears, <laughs> which is crazy. But yeah, I love how before that, when they go into the elevator, Lewis is like, hey, so... Why does this scabby guy want us to meet him in the basement anyway? I'm like, you're just wondering that now, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, did he mention anything about sucking our blood? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's allergic to sunlight. <laughs> yeah, their laughter turns to tears, and then the door shuts, and they scream. It's great. And they end up down in the basement, which is such a creepy basement. Oh, it's so good. And it's crazy, because I remember Dennis saying that the basement was built... That, like, the basement was a set, but I'm like, this looks too intricate for that to have been built. Maybe. Uh, Well, I will say, like, a lot of sets are in warehouses. Yeah, to begin with, yeah. They might have just been able to turn a warehouse into... Yeah. You know, a super dingy warehouse into that. I could see it. Because I was just automatically thinking that it must have been either a real mall basement or... So, like, you know what I mean? You just assume things. Yeah, it looks like it, for sure. Because when you said it was built, I was just thinking that they built the walls, the ceiling, like, everything. Because it's a big space, you know? There's a lot of weird stuff in this basement, too, though. Yeah. Why would there be, like, discarded pinata sticks or, like... Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a mall. Like, who knows what they keep down there. Like, no one cleans it. Yeah. Yep. And so when they finally get down there and it's all creepy... Twitty says, how bad do we really want these shoes? And I'm like, again, you're just asking that now, too. It's like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, another one of my favorite moments. This, I mean, yeah, this whole sequence is so great. There's so many things that happen in the so sequence good. that are just great, like one after the other. But I just did, like, bullet points, like one, two, three, four, five, six, like six bullet points, like sub-bullet points yeah. of the scene for things that happen in this scene. Yeah, it's so it's, good. It, it's just one thing after another. And I like it because it feels more than any other scene and even Stevens it it really does feel like there's some riffing going on like where Mm -hmm. they're actually like playing off of Scabby and and then like Twitty and Lewis are playing off of each other you know yeah it definitely I think it it definitely just feels like really well written I think maybe and I think it feels really well written really well delivered in a way that other kids shows just can't do yeah like it's delivered in a way that doesn't feel written Mm -hmm. which is really good which is this show does a lot so one of my favorite parts, they get down there 
Lewis is like, you know, we, we can't just walk out of here. You know, we got to stay at least four or five minutes, right? You know, that's reasonable. You know, four, four <laughs> or five minutes. And then like in one little squeak and they start screaming at the top of their lungs. And then you think it's been five minutes yet? At least. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so good. And then suddenly, hey. <laughs> you just. <laughs> and he's this fool's behind bubble wrap. Yes, so they're looking around, dun, 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 yeah. dun, like looking at a bunch of different things, like where is this hay coming from? And then he says it again, hey! And they look over, and this dude introduces himself in the creepiest way possible. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's just hiding behind bubble wrap. Yeah, he like presses his face on it. <laughs> and then he comes around the side. It's really good. It's amazing. Like, what were you doing? This guy, this actor who played Scabby's really good. Yeah, he goes so over the top with his eyes and eyebrows. He has like a scowl and a, and a smile at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> yeah, so Scabby asks him, he's like, yeah, you guys Frenchie and Honey Toast? And then, <laughs> oh, right, Frenchie and Honey Toast, right. I got confused because our friends call us Lars and Von, Von Richter. And Von, Von Richter, Richter, Von Richter. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just looking at them like, right, you guys aren't wired, are you? Because they're acting super squirrely. <laughs> yeah. He starts frisking them, and Lewis is just laughing because it tickles, apparently. Just a precaution, right? I do this to my own mother. I'm like, what? Good line. And because I always imagine that. <laughs> Mom, turn around. And then he's like, relax, and then makes that creepy face. Lewis thinking for a minute, and then, can I ask you something? Why do people call you scabby? You don't want to know. You know what? You're right. I don't I've lost interest in the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shia's delivery of this line. Yes, yeah, it's just, so beautiful. It's so amazing. He does the cutting himself off thing for a minute with the stop and start. And I lost interest in that question. Like, he doesn't even finish saying question. Yeah. I love it. He's like, I lost interest in that question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's very good. And again, it makes you wonder. I'm like, okay, yeah, so why? What, like, what? Does this dude have scabs like all over his body or something? Like, Does he give people scabs? It's like you just don't know. He goes, "You got the money," and then you got the shoes. Got the you shoes. got you got the sh- got the shoes. Like they say it like over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's how it's going down. He picks up the uh, golf club, and then Twitty grabs like the pinata stick or whatever. Yep. They think that Scabby's about to beat them. <laughs> Scabby, uh, you know, is pretending to golf while he's giving them the rundown. My associate works upstairs at Sneaker Circus. Now, as far as the public is concerned, they're all sold out of quasis. But he's got a secret stash that he sells only to me. <laughs> okay. Free milk. But... I have to go up there alone so that the other customers don't see. Otherwise, it turns into a whole big scene, right? Right, yeah, and we don't want, we don't want a scene. Especially a whole big one. They're all sold out of quasis. But swings the thing, and Lewis moves. <laughs> Lewis moves out of the way as if, like, Scabby's about to whack him upside the head with this <laughs> yeah. golf club. Can you imagine Tom dealing with this guy? I know! I think about that every time. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And then he's like, he has a private stash that he sells only to me. <laughs> and they're like, okay, great. He does a little Ernie Morton. This is this is who Ernie Morton grows up to be. Yeah. He's scabby. 
alternate universe. It checks out, I think. This guy, or the way he's written at least, you get into his head, the audience does, and you're like, this guy's trying to like get on their level and he's tr- kind of trying to like swindle them by doing this weird charisma mixed with intimidation thing that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like The actor who plays him nails this role, by the way. And he does it also in an even Stevens way. <laughs> yeah. And he has like these highs and then like these, he's doing like different things and it all fits together. Mm-hmm. This guy's awesome. I love this one. It's probably one of my favorite one-offs in the whole show. Yeah, he's pretty good. So yeah, so then Scabby just asks them, he's like, all right, money. Because they were like, you really got us there at the beginning, yeah, you know? At the beginning. <laughs> They're so relieved and stuff. Like they just give him a high five. They think he's looking for a high five. <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, money. And they're like, oh, right. Yeah, you just, you count that. It's all there. <laughs> it's not just like probably ones and fives. Crumpled up. It looks like, it looks like it's probably a total of $8 they gave him. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> hey, hey, if you could, could you give me the ones with the red cues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you give me ones with the blue, the blue cues? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. You got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, wait, wait, wait. He didn't ask us our sizes. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, man. You know, it's cool. You can probably tell just from looking at us. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does this all the time, right? Yeah. And they do like a wide shot of them just mm-hmm. sitting there behind like this cage or whatever. And then they do a clip, go back to like the close up or the medium or whatever. And then they're like, yeah, that guy's not coming back, is he? No, I seriously doubt that. <laughs> and uh, they run away. It's really good. It's so good. It is. That whole scene is so oh, good. Oh man, it's it's a it's masterful. So they realize they got duped real bad. Yeah. It cuts to Ren back at the house in her room working on the school newspaper herself and she's trying to do her sports page about like this team beat whatever team something to one. She's like, what is that? Is that a one? Is that a seven? What is that? <laughs> she's trying to figure it out. Yep, she goes over to whatever the whole box just falls off her bed. You know, she's just so frustrated and she's like, you know what? It's going to be a one. That's it. going to be a one. Print. Oh, you're printing false like journalism there, Ren, but okay, just because you're stressed. Go the extra mile. Call the school. Find out what the score was. That's what happens. When you overload yourself, you end up <laughs> taking shortcuts, cutting corners. And then she goes to print the sports page, and then her printer eats the page. But you ever notice that those are not her hands grabbing the piece of paper? Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice it. No. Every single time I watch that, huh. I'm like, those are not her hands. Those are like a middle-aged woman's hands. Weird. Yeah. Also, <laughs> when the printer eats the paper, where does it go? It just gets crumpled up in there. I think, because that's funny, I was just thinking, like, maybe they forgot to get a shot of Christy doing yeah. that, and then they, they were like, oh, up. no, we, we like, we want to get, maybe want to get a, sh- a shot of the printer eating the thing, and so then they just had yeah. to have some stand-in, like a woman, yeah. probably just one of the staff, go over there and do that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. They just definitely don't look like her hands, at least to me. So, she's all upset, and then Ruby shows up. Ren just, you know, assumes that Ruby is just blowing off all of her commitments and just going straight to the fashion show and everything. So Ren just kind of starts yelling at her. You know, she's like, Okay, look, I I know you didn't get your way on this thing, but I really think it would be nice if you came down to the fashion show and showed your support. I mean, lighten up a little. Line up. (laughs) Lighten up? (laughs) 
That's great. You know what? This paper doesn't mean anything to you, but it happens to mean a lot to me. At least I stick to my commitments. Well, so do I. My column. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. She, yeah. Well, I mean, in Ren's defense, she, she did say she was going to do it herself, so I think she just assumed no one was going to contribute. Mm-hmm. But... That was good on Ruby for still doing it. Yeah. How would Ren have done a gossip column, by the way? I know. I know. Yeah. It was a good, it's a good scene. Yeah. Good little confrontation. Mm-hmm. Cuts to what I think is definitely my best quote in the whole episode. Lewis and Twitty are walking around in the basement, like in the hallways, after the fact. And Twitty says... This probably isn't a burn, man. You know, you know. I say Scabby is in Sneaker Circus right now. You know, just negotiating the finer points of our deal. Yeah, well, maybe if his name was Honest Bob, but his name is Scabby. <laughs> Hi, my name's Honest Bob. <laughs> That's a good line, too. I just love that saying, you know, being an honest Bob. I love that. <laughs> but his name is Scabby, so you do the math. Twitty says, not everyone's out to rip us off, man. And then they look right to the door that says Sneaker Circus, out of business. And he's like, he ripped us off. This has to be a mall hallway too, by the way. The basement, I can see how that's a set, but this looks like it's an actual mall hallway. Or maybe it's part of the warehouse they worked at, you know. Uh, maybe. It just looks like, I don't know if you've ever been in like the back. No, I mean, I can way. imagine that's what it would look like. Yeah. yeah. I love that though, Sneaker Circus, out of business. No, no, he probably just put that up. They didn't want people bothering Oh, yeah, and the really cool thing, too, around the hallway, there's little Fantasia posters. Yeah, I actually put that on the IMDb trivia. Oh, really? Yeah, like years ago. I think I contributed two for this episode. That's a cool touch, right? Yeah, really cool. It makes the world feel real, like I've said before. And you really see it, too, when when the security guard shows up. It's, like, right behind his head. Yep. So he shows up right about now, and he's so intense. This guy's this awesome. Guy. I love him. I love him. He does, like, a somersault and stuff. Yeah. He is the best over-the-top mall cop. It's always, it's always a mall cop, right? Yeah. Mall security that are like, oh, yeah, man. Like, I, I'm the big dog. He's got a chip on his shoulder because he's not, a, like, a real cop. Quote-unquote real cop, Yeah. <laughs> So he's trying to be all intense with it. The way he's, yeah, the way he's like bouncing down the hallway. Uh, uh, like, like switching yeah. his flashlight from hand to hand. <laughs> yeah, and then, hello. Yeah, another great line. Hello. Oh, you guys have reading problems? No, actually, I'm right on grade level. Although I did have a little trouble with comprehension. No, no, he's, you're talking about the sign. He's talking about the sign, man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I can read that. I forgot about that line, and then I, I, that probably got the biggest laugh from me when I rewatched this episode. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, because I got word that someone was running a sneaker scam up here. That is exactly <laughs> why we're here. All right, that's enough. Up against the wall. Oh, right. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> he says it, and <laughs> he just back up. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, not like that. Assume the position. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That music. They have no idea what that means, so they just wing it. Yeah. Assume the position. Okay, it must be the ballet dancer hands on the head thing that Lewis does. 
<laughs> That's got to be what he means. Yeah, and then whatever Twitty's doing. Yeah, it's just any position ever. Yeah. Assume it. Assume any position. <laughs> what was it right before that? Yeah, I just love that too. The way that's the first thing Lewis is going to say. That is exactly why we're here. <laughs> not the most <laughs> ideal first response. But then it's also bad of this cop to not hear them out. Oh, and to not and to assume that he would just give himself away like that if it if it was really <laughs> the guy. Yeah, it's these two 13-year-olds probably. They end up getting frisked a second time by this guy. <laughs> I, love I love this frisking bit. And, and, like, my whole life, literally every time I get patted down, I have to, like, start laughing and tell the person it tickles. I can't help myself. I've, I don't think I've ever been patted down. No way. At an airport or anything? Even? Maybe at an airport. But even then, I don't think that's ever happened. I've been patted down at airports, basketball games, concerts. They usually just do the little uh, the little hand-wavy metal detector. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can use the baton on you, they don't want to have to, like, pat you down if they're a guy, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then like the guy's like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> this guy is awesome. I love this cop guy. <laughs> He's great. He's really good. Like two of my favorite one-off characters are just in this one episode. Oh my goodness. I know, right? I didn't even like consider the the cop a one-off character, but he is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then it cuts to backstage at the fashion show at the mall. Yeah. It's a mess. Everything's in shambles. Everyone's going crazy. Ruby cannot, you know, keep a hold of this thing. She can't keep things straight because this girl, Jennifer, I guess, is allergic to cilantro, which we don't find out yet. Yeah. And had to be taken out on a stretcher because she had some reaction to a tuna wrap that she had. Oh, I forgot something. What? Uh, in the scene where Ruby visits Ren in the room. Mm-hmm. After Ruby leaves the room, she doesn't go downstairs. Really? She goes out to the right. She never comes back downstairs. So she goes basically towards the bathroom? Yeah. And she doesn't. And you see Lewis's room, I think, the door open. But you can see the stairs all the time. And she's obviously, you would see a body going down it. You see the railing, at least. And you would see her go downstairs. You never see her, though. Yeah, you're right. She never turns. It's so weird, right? It's like, where the heck did she go? <laughs> She's went to the craft services, probably. <laughs> she just went to the little nook at the window there or whatever, <laughs> just stood there. She just stopped to look out the window. She was on her way down the stairs, but was distracted by the yeah. window. Just sat there to think a little bit. That's what happened. Yeah. Or yeah. she had to go to the bathroom. And she had to true. go to the bathroom she before she left. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, so everyone is a mess. Carla and Marla are going crazy uh, because... Ruby tells them, like, guys, calm down. Like, Jennifer just ate a bad tuna wrap. They're like, okay. And then they say in unison, we had tuna wraps. <laughs> so Carla and Marla are, like, having panic attacks now. They're like, oh, my God, my God, my God. They're, like, hugging each other. Like, that's going to help. And uh, <laughs> and they got these intense extension ponytails on. Yeah, those are insane. It's so crazy. And then the twins are fighting over a sweater or something. It's just ridiculous. Uh, they don't speak a word. They're just fighting. We got Jennifer getting sick because of the tuna wrap. We got Carla and Marla freaking out and the twins fighting over sweaters. And there's no one to wear the evening gown. Which also Marla and Carla are freaking out about how no one's going to be able to wear the evening gown. Yeah, they're like, I can do it! And then, yeah, if you grow nine inches in the next two minutes... There's another thing. On the wall, it says girls changing room. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Mosh and Stosh are inside wrestling. Yep. And then, But then later, uh, Lewis and Twitty, it says boys changing room. I don't know. Well, it might be another one. 
Yeah, but just Mosh and Stasha in the girls' changing room. Yeah, so then Ren shows up, basically, to apologize, and she's like, oh, well, you know, I guess the fashion show was a better idea, and Ruby's like, no, it's a disaster. Like, she does one another one of her big, long, you know, long-winded rundowns of stuff. Jennifer got sick from a tuna ripe, and now Carla and Marla are nauseous. The twins are fighting over red sweaters and blue sweaters, and I have no one to wear the evening gown. Ren's just like, oh, okay. Like, calm down. So she goes in. Ren basically clears everything up in one second. Ren has, like, that commanding voice. Yeah. And she doesn't get crumble under the pressure. So she's just like, mm. boom, boom, mosh, dosh, whatever, you know. And then she knew, obviously, Jennifer was allergic to cilantro. Because uh, Ren knows everything about everyone. Yeah. It's like her head is one big filing cabinet yeah. of, like, everyone in Lawrence Jr. High. Oh, she goes, oh, my gosh, oh, stop. And then it's like... Mosh, stash, up. Red, blue, go. Carla, Marla, you guys are not sick. Jennifer is just allergic to cilantro. <laughs> that That's it, basically. That's it. Those are, like, the two problems. I love how Mosh was putting stash in a chokehold on the floor. <laughs> I know, over this sweater, yeah. And then she's just like, now what's the deal with the evening gown? And then, actually, it's just your size. It always bothered me. It's Marla, right? Her delivery, where... Carla's like, we're not dying. And then Marla goes, thanks to Ren. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the one that's not Lisa Foyles. Yeah. Yeah. Her delivery always bothered me. It's like, what was the pause? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks to Ren. <laughs> she has no clue how to be dramatic. Yeah, that is weird. In this one, in Almost Perfect, which, by the way, they're both episodes that have the highest so far in IMDb. People love Carla and Marla, I guess. Yeah, I know. Carla and Marla, man. The only two episodes they're in. <laughs> so basically, Ren's going to wear the evening gown. Yeah. So then it cuts to Lewis and Twitty being taken by the mall cop, like in the regular mall area now. Yeah. They spot Scabby stealing wheels for Razor scooters. Yeah. <laughs> He's just pocketing some Razor scooter wheels. And they're like, there's Scabby. That's the guy that ripped us off. And the mall cop doesn't even want to hear it. I'm like, so first of all, this guy is not actually doing a very good job. He's supposed to hear yeah. everything out. He's willing to just falsely imprison these two 13-year-old boys. <laughs> oh, falsely imprison. Yep. Yeah. And so they try to get away from him. And so Lewis uses the best excuse. Look, a diversion. <laughs> Great line. You know, falls for it. Yeah. yeah, they get away. And then it goes into this whole chase sequence, which... You know, running past the lady with the bags over and over again, falling on the lady. And then the dude tackles her at the end. This whole sequence felt like it was longer. It's only really like not even 30 seconds, I don't think. Yeah, I know. The whole running thing and passing the lady multiple times, it feels a little too long. Yeah. Um, But it's pretty pretty quick, though. No, I'm saying like, I always thought it was a longer, a bigger part of the episode when it was really just like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. But they intertwine it with Ruby yeah. talking too, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then she says, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lawrence Junior High's first annual fashion extravaganza. I'd like to thank all the merchants who contributed to these fabulous fashions. Don't I look gorgeous? Don't I look gorgeous? <laughs> and I love the way they say first annual, yet... 
this never happens again. So maybe, maybe we just didn't see it. Maybe we, yeah, we just didn't see it. But I think it's funny to think. Yeah, it, it was just one annual. It just yeah. never happened again. They're like, yeah, the the stores are like, yeah, it was weird. There was a cop on stage at one point. <laughs> I don't know why he was there. <laughs> the fashion show kicks off with some of the most dated looking fashions. It's so great. And I had said that Eva Stevens makes a lot of, you know, pop culture references that aren't that dated. And we've said that technology is one of the only things dated on the show. But fashion is, of course. Of course. But this is just like next level. Some of the things people are wearing, the hats and like this big jacket and the pants and the... And the music, too. It's so like late 90s, early 2000s. I was editing a video that was like Eva Stevens with... A modern soundtrack oh, yeah. for this scene. I was trying to think of like the most ridiculous modern thing to put that is whatever. So I put that song Savage. You know that song? Oh, I know. It's like, I'm a savage. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not. <laughs> and I just put that in the background and it goes so perfect. Though it's like, I'm a savage. Ooh, like everyone just dancing, <laughs> doing Dude. their thing. What did you put for Rent? Did you do when Rent comes down? Yep. And then Ren, I did One Kiss, Dua Lipa. Oh, yeah. I it sounds just like this song. Yeah. Totally does, yeah. And this song also, someone put, is in a That's a Ravens episode? Yes, and it's a real song. It's called... Um, Oh god, what's it called? It's called "Floating Waves" by DJ really? Road. Yeah, by DJ Roadrunner. I used to Shazam the songs in the show, and I never got pretty much any results, mm-hmm. it, so I just stopped doing it. Nope. Yep. Yeah, it's "Floating Waves" by DJ Roadrunner. I have it on my in my Apple Music. Nice. It's a good song. Because <laughs> the it it never goes into what it goes into. Okay. In the show, the <laughs> that thing. You know, goes into that thing. Like it never goes into that part of the song, which I love that part, and I'm so mad. Man, I gotta add it to my Spotify. Yeah. So then Lewis and Twitty decided to run into the boys' changing room and find a disguise, which is clearly a an ADR of Twitty trying to tell us he's like, in here, let's find a disguise. (laughs) They end up in their pretty iconic duo suits with the eye patches on their yeah. right eye and they put on these tuxedos as fast as i used to get ready for my band performances in high school like <laughs> zip these tuxedos on because it takes forever to put tuxedos on normally unless you don't care oh yeah i mean i don't think they do i mean they're kind of swimming in their tuxedos yeah exactly lewis and twitty end up popping up on the stage when Ren is modeling her evening gown. Ren's so into it, too. The, I know, she's going so hard with this model walk. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but she's killing it. Yeah. She's walking that runway. They sort of cramp her style and end up on both her arms. She's like, what are you guys doing here? And like, oh, we're just trying to blend in. <laughs> blend in and just act natural. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> and I love the way it's like, you want to blend in so you... Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense. But I mean, still, like, you go up where everyone's going to be looking <laughs> on the stage, you know? Maybe, uh, yeah. I guess maybe there's, like, a, just because there's a lot of people. Yeah. Modeling. They were just yeah. like, oh, yeah. I can see it. Plus, they got the eye patches on. Yeah. He's not going to look there, probably, because he's not thinking. Well, he does. No, I know, but <laughs> he does, but he they're thinking he's not going to. 
But yeah, but he does. And it's so funny. Hides behind that little tree. It's like he's a spy. He ends up jumping on the stage. Oh! I'm like, whoa, this guy takes his job so seriously. Gotta give him props, though. Hey, he's yeah. trying, even though he's totally off the mark, but still. So he jumps and goes to attack them. As soon as he falls on the stage, of course, you get one of those audience gasps. Lewis and Twitty run away. The cop is still on the stage. And uh, I love the way the cop just suddenly gets so carried away with the fact that he's on a stage now, oh, yeah, you know? He's, doing, he's got the moves now. And I love it. So Ren and Ruby and all of them, they try to play it off as if the whole thing was planned and they just walk with the guy and smile. <laughs> and he's doing the moves and he's like doing stuff to the audience. Yep. It was killing me how the way they all just walk and smile with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that guy's modeling cop uniforms? <laughs> I know, I love it. And then I did. I made a gif of this guy when he, my favorite thing, with this music playing in the background. And he's doing the walk and the rolling of the hand snapping. Oh, oh yeah. my God, I love it. <laughs> and then he does the turn right on the beat. So it's like, And he does the thing with his <laughs> Yeah, he does the thing with his chin. Pushes his chin, yeah. Yeah, and gives a little finger gun to the audience. <laughs> it's a lot of finger guns in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's so good. He's just so happy. This guy is just living it up with this song right now. One minute he's going hardcore, going to scream and attack these guys, right? Yeah. Next minute it's just walking on a catwalk. He just completely forgets the two potential sneaker scammers he was he's chasing. so much because he got all this attention on him. That's all he wanted. And then, yeah, finally, this is the moment where when Lewis runs off, he takes tells Ren, thank you. He mouths, thank you. And she waves, like, very longingly. Yeah, no, she, yeah, she kind of has this weird face. She's like, bye. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> well, because she's kind of, like, confused at the same time. She's yeah. like, all right, I guess I guess I just helped them. Because <laughs> she, she held up the cop, you know, yeah. so they got to run away. For all she knows, they did do something wrong. So Lewis and Twitty end up catching up with Scabby in the parking garage on, like, the top yeah. of the mall. And they say, they sell to us assume the position yeah because they're like okay so that's what people do i guess yeah it's happened to us twice today so that's what we got to do now yeah they're like we're frenchy and honey toast yes. undercover mall security it's like you can see from this picture right here shows him for like one split second is a velcro wallet yep <laughs> and he's like yeah we've been tracking you for a while buddy so why don't you go over here and assume the position and then now frisk him honey toast <laughs> great line it's awesome and then, no, no, yeah, you frisk him, uh, Frenchie. That's your job. You're right, it's, it's my job. <laughs> Pats his shoulders like three times and then, yep, very nice, very nice. They go, unassuming. Assume it. <laughs> and then they're just like, yeah, so we want the quasi money for evidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, couldn't that just be anyone's money? And then he's like, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, he's like, all right. But yeah, and then he starts like totally changing who he is. Like he has this totally different face. Yeah. He just suddenly looks like a completely different person putting like these really light, soft eyes yeah. on now instead of the hardcore eyebrows he was doing, you know? Yeah. And then he snaps right back into it though too, which is Yeah, funny. I know. It's like he's got this split personality thing. Yeah, it always creeped me out. How, he's like, awesome. This guy's so, really good. Yeah, how he's normal for one second and then he's not. Yeah. It always creeped me out. This guy's really good. Hey. Why what if we could, you know, work something out? He brings them to his trunk and opens it and it's just nothing in there. And then, of course, we also got the story from 
Mark and Dennis that they wanted to have all these cool things in Scabby's trunk, but they had no money to have any good yeah, what, cool. what did they say again they wanted to do? A lot of technology, like cool stuff. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then they said like cat food and marionettes. Yep, cat food, <laughs> marionettes. That made it even better, though, because it's like this guy's running a cat food, underground cat food Yep, he has nothing. Blacklist cat food. Uh, black market marionettes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode is so good. It's every detail. Black market sponges. Yeah. Sponges, that's the other one. Sponges. <laughs> I got sponges. I do need some sponges. <laughs> Uh, and then the way he's going through is like cat food, some sponges, <gasps> marionettes. Like he says it like yeah. that'll get him. <laughs> this guy should just run an eBay store. He's got the most random assortment of things. <laughs> yeah, that I don't see any quasis in there. All right, fine. At least he comes clean. Yeah. Perfect timing. All right, I'm sold out of quasis. No offense, but you guys sounded like a couple of suckers. I figured I'd take your money and run. Well, you didn't run fast enough, Bucko. Grab him, boy. Do we get do we get the cop's name or no? We don't get it. No, I don't think I don't so. Think he, He's just mall yeah, cop. I, think, I don't think he had a name on IMDb either. The guy who doesn't speak though gets yeah. a name because he says, "Get him, Boyd." Boyd. <laughs> yep. Now he has backup. I just love how suave this cop acts. He's like, <laughs> about this whole situation. <laughs> and then they ask how we got up there so fast. I know. I love it. I love it because then it's. Hey, how'd you guys get up here so fast? It's the sneakers. And then once again, they cut down to the quasis and he's like going up on his toes all the way. <laughs> There's like the big celebratory music in the background. <laughs> the way you just did that with your hands. Wow. <laughs> That's what he does. He's like this little t- like plie or whatever. <laughs> Oh my goodness, he goes on point for like one second. <laughs> yeah, and then he says he gets him up at Chico. Just got a shipment in this weekend. Well, mall cop, you're already out there at midnight, so all the rage now. I know, right? Yeah. Also, Chico is not that close to Sacramento. Steve or Eileen is going to have to drive them up to Chico. Oh, yeah. To get quasis. Yep. But yeah, I love that. Like, how'd you get up here so fast? It's the sneakers, then of course. Oh, yeah. Quasis. Yeah. Yeah, where'd you get those? He doesn't even say the story. He just says, got him up in Chico. They just got him in this weekend. I thought he said, he doesn't say the story, really? No. Why do I think he said the story? Yeah, and then just Chico. Chico. They run, stops on a freeze frame. Bang. They jump, do the little... Dan, ticka, ticka, da, da, da. The leap. <laughs> freeze. Thing yep, again. run and jump, freeze frame. The last minute bit is... Lewis and Twitty at school in their new quasis. They feel so cool. It's like, hey man, how do you feel? Pretty cool. You? Never cooler. <laughs> and then their newfound coolness lasts all of 10 seconds uh, before Tom comes walking by. And I love the way Lewis sits up on the railing and like yeah. is showing Tom his feet. He's like, hey Tom, notice anything? <laughs> Just casually. Casually, not so casually. Not your shoes, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Not your shoes, that's for sure. Like, uh, maybe you didn't notice, but we're wearing quasis. Maybe you didn't notice, but nobody wears quasis anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Midnights are all the rage now. And then he just goes, 
and walks away. And these midnights are even uglier than Quasi's. They're so ugly. Oh, they're just straight up black. <laughs> With these ugly white soles. They look like pool shoes. Yeah. Yeah, like the wet shoes that you wear. Yeah, and the way they just do the close-ups on everyone wearing midnights. Oh, they're so gross. Thankfully, Lewis and Twitty learned their lesson. Conforming to popular trends ain't worth it. So they decide, then, you know, they give up and they decide they're going to be the ones who set the trends. And I said, go against the grain, kids. Yeah. I love how at the end, that's basically the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole the whole stuff with meeting creepy guys in basements, that, you guys know. That's clear enough. Don't do that. Yeah, that speaks for itself. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> because I like how when he's like, oh, man, midnight's, and then Twitty's like, oh, now we got to go to the mall and do all the thing again. And it's like, <laughs> he was actually considering going through all of this again for midnight's. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I love the way he really only lists one thing. Yes, he does, right? He's like, oh yeah. man, now we're going to have to get those midnights and we're going to have to go to the mall and get them. <laughs> he says something like that. It's good, though. This ending's good, too. It's really yeah. where they, you know, they learn their lesson, but it's not like cheesy or anything like that. It's so even Stevens where they just like, no, no, screw that. We're going to be the ones to set the trends. And then they do the eye patch. Which clearly never catches on, so... No, not even with themselves. <laughs> I know, they, they drop it immediately, yeah. yeah. That's the end of the episode. Really good. Yep. Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention. During the fashion show, when the mall cop is up there dancing and they're all just kind of doing their thing, in the background, one of the guys is just doing the Marcarena. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> yes. No way. <laughs> That's the second time the Macarena gets worked into Even Stevens. Yep, is that when you're thinking of when Ren says, like, whatever, and the Macarena, let's make Dodgeball extinct. Oh, then, th- yeah, you're right, then the third time, because, no, at one point, Lewis goes, he does, like, the really fast one, and then he, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't think of what episode that is now. It's Hutchboy. Hutchboy, yeah, boom. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that's funny. The guy's just back there. That's funny. He's just doing the Macarena. <laughs> It's the guy in the uh, cheetah print shirt. Yeah, yeah. When in doubt, do the Macarena. That's the real message of the episode. <laughs> yeah. This episode's almost like, for me, like, I can't even criticize anything from it. It's so good to me. Yeah. To me, it's a perfect episode. Like, even the stuff with Ren and Ruby, like, it's entertaining, and I like the yeah. where it goes. I mean, obviously, even that is like, you know, it's not like it's unusual storyline, but it's, uh, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Number 10. Yeah. Number three. So, MVP. Oh. Besides Lewis and Tw- I say Lewis and Twitty, but I love Scabby. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to Scabby too. So no, actually, good. you give it to Scabby. I'll give it to Mall Cop. Yes. You know what? We should do an episode where we try, and like we don't have to do it all in one day, but we can compile like the compilation where we just talk to like different one-offs actors who played one-offs for like. 10, 15 minutes and just like kind of ask, ask them about their experience being like compile it into like one episode. That's That'd be cool. funny. Yeah, so you give it to Scabby, I'll give it to Mall Cop. Perfect. They I'll deserve give it. To it. Mall Cop two my, two yep. of my favorite, probably my two favorite one-offs. So, yeah, so it's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That for your information, is it true that... What does that mean? All right, so what do you got? Yeah, so the, I was just going to say... The, the guy who played Scabby, Ven Vicellio, 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 
He's a professor at Kenyon University. He teaches acting in Ohio, so that's kind of cool. He doesn't have a lot of IMDb credits, um, but he does a lot of theater stuff. And then we kind of mentioned the stuff. I was going to say the Fantasia thing in the background. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that was funny when you just said his name and you messed it up, so you said it three times. I was like, imagine if that was his last name. <laughs> his name is Vicelio Vicelio. Vicelio, Vicelio, Vicelio. <laughs> Amazing. It's not hyphenated. But, it's just you spell it all out. <laughs> all right, well, if it is hyphenated, that's even better. Yeah. Just three names that are all very similar. <laughs> like one letter difference in each name. Yeah, so for me, I just had, yeah, the Fantasia signs, uh, that the mall is the South Bay Galleria in yeah. Redondo Beach, which we kind of mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. The song at the fashion show is Floating Waves by DJ Roadrunner, and it was also in that That's a Raven episode called Party Animal, where she's modeling the snake. Yeah. That's one of the really earlier episodes. Um, again, the twins that we see in Stevens Manor. We got the Gilligan's Island reference and Little Buddy as well. And then it said that Poncho is also supposed to be a reference. Like the Poncho Villa? No, it says to the 1969 cartoon Tijuana Toads. Oh, the Hanna-Barbera. I don't know. I never heard of it, but I mean, it seems like a little too specific for that to have been what they were referencing. Yeah, that'd be random. But maybe, I mean, it probably would have been around the time the writers were younger. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. And then I thought it was interesting. I noticed we never see the twins in the fashion show. Yeah, I noticed that too. Actually, I forgot to write that down. Yeah, we don't. We make this whole point to have them fighting over the sweater and stuff, and we don't even get to see them modeling it. Yeah, that's true. It's like, what the heck? They just tossed the twins to the curb halfway. Like, yeah, we don't need you on the stage. And then I also, of course, just noted that... Ren's braces are miraculously back in this episode. Because it was the first in production. (laughs) Yep, because it was the first one, and she got her braces off in the second. Yeah. I just want to read a few things on TV.com trivia, because remember how we talked about how some of their trivia is literally just observations? It's not even trivia whatsoever. They're just pointing out things in the episode. Yeah. The first piece of trivia is... Lewis and Tweety use the pseudonyms Frenchie Von Richter and Lars Honeytoast, respectively, when they're dealing with Scabby. Whoa. No way. <laughs> really? What? I never would have known that from, from watching the episode. Yeah, and then just Ren's braces, but I just thought that was funny. I'm like, that's not trivia. Dude, I love this trivia. If that's all for trivia, then... It's time for some tweets. All right, I bookmarked a bunch of these. So I bookmarked these like a week ago, so I can't really remember what they are. (laughs) So I'll just look through them. Adam says, remember the episode of Even Stevens where Lewis and Twitty are desperately trying to get the quasi shoes so they'll be cool? Life changing. (laughs) Another person just shared a screenshot of the shoes, which is taken from my review. It's so funny how I can like tell my screenshots, even though it's just a screenshot of the show. I still, I'm so precise with where I do the screenshots that like, I know that's my screenshot. So it's funny. I've seen some of mine show Uh, up because I'm very, because they like, I'll look for, I, I'll usually use Google stock stuff, but then if I couldn't find Mm -hmm. the image I wanted, then I would just take it myself. So this guy, Tom, he says, I, okay, I can't stop thinking about the Even Stevens episode with the Quasis. Give me Disney Plus now. So this was before Disney yeah. Plus. 
It's just a picture of the Quasis. Jackie says, it's funny because I'm rewatching Even Stevens and in the episode about the Quasi shoes, at the very end, they mentioned the city of Chico. LOL. I chuckled. And this girl is from Sacramento. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, Chico's a very random city to mention. I mean, there's a college there, I guess, but it's just so random. Then in 2017, there was a new Yeezy sneaker or whatever that came out. And it said like, Another look at Kanye West's Yeezy Runner, a photo of the shoes. And someone quoted that and they said, I didn't think these were real. They look like the Quasis from even Stevens, parentheses. I think that's what they were called. Yeah, those shoes were so basic and ugly. I don't understand why they were a thing, just because Kanye West's (laughs) name was on it. It doesn't even look like there's a logo or anything. The Yeezys are just straight up like blank. Yeah, but that was from Shay. So then Molly said, I just watched the Even Stevens episode where Lewis and Twitty try to get the quasi shoes. I'm going to sleep with a smile on my face. Brock says, ever since watching Even Stevens, I've been trying to get my hands on a pair of quasis. Good luck, bro. Just make, make I know. them yourself. Just, just make them yourself. Lisette says, I want some quasi shoes like on Even Stevens. All the cool kids have them. <laughs> Brittany... Smith says, even the Even Stevens episode with the quasi shoes and scabby. And then she tagged her friend saying, you know, blank and I, Chelsea, whatever. And I still refer to ourselves as Frenchie Von Richter and Lars Honeytoast. Again, just a lot of people saying like, hey, remember that episode? Blah, blah, blah. Classic. Uh, Someone is just, I think they're just, again, responding to something that's not there anymore or just following up to their own tweet, but not in a thread. So Jennifer says, he looks like the sleazy guy in that episode of Even Stevens where Lewis and Twitty were buying the sneakers. ZM Zelda Rules says, last week we got a spam call from Tut's Honey Church at work. No way. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> thought of Even Stevens when Twitty had the code name Lars Honey Toast. Touch Honey Church? Tut's Honey Church. Oh, Tut's Honey Church? Yep. That's amazing. Amazing. Vo says, anyone remember that Even Stevens episode where Lewis and Twitty made up the aliases Frenchie and Honey Toast? No? Okay. Oh, he's not even waiting for a response. <laughs> he's like the mall cop. He's just cutting people off before they even get a chance. Yeah, I guess. Joe says, every time I see Lars, all I can think of is Twitty's nickname, Lars Honey Toast from Even Stevens. Does he know someone named Lars in real life? And he's saying, like, every time I see Lars, I think of that or like just seeing the name somewhere or what? Lars. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just his friend named Lars. Yeah. I've never met anyone named Lars personally. I don't know. If I knew someone named Lars, I would definitely call them Lars Honey Toast, and they'd hate me. Yeah. So then someone, they were writing to someone who I think, I guess they've watched this episode together before. Handsome Zach at whatever <laughs> writes to at Arts and Farts saying, these these usernames, I know, <laughs> saying, I'm watching the episode of Even Stevens with the fashion show. You know what I'm talking about. Ha ha. And then that person responded to them just writing, You're so gorgeous. You're so gorgeous. <laughs> and then the person responded, A true classic. Again. For the last tweet, because we always got to have one of these, at Weber7, I miss watching Even Stevens. Always a good laugh. Hashtag beans. Hashtag Lars. <laughs> Hashtag beans, I'm telling you, man. Hashtag beans. You gotta be more specific than that. Beans are like an actual thing. I know. 
You just be a hashtag beans. There's gonna be like all kinds of different beans showing up. But I love that so many of these tweets have had hashtag beans just thrown on there. <laughs> hashtag Lars. Yeah. So those are all the tweets. Nice. So. Best quote, always a fun one. Yeah. There were so many in this episode. Oh yeah. I mean it's 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 to the point where I had to just limit it to like which one I probably use the most. Mm-hmm. Okay, you wanna go first then? Sure. Um I literally I have used this line more than I and I probably said this about other things. I for sure have used this line more than any other even Stevens line. I say it okay. probably every other day. Still to this day. Oh god, day, what to what the is this day. one gonna be? Well, it's not the whole quote but it's part of it. Is there a basement here? Didn't even know. Yeah, didn't even know. I say didn't even know. Every time I say, like, I don't know something, I say didn't even know. Yep. Every time. Yep. I don't say it probably with as much enthusiasm as, as I said it when I was in junior high or high school, but yeah, I still give, like, a didn't even know. Yep, stuck with yeah, you. I say it all the time. So any runner-ups, or was that all you were going to limit it to? Uh, oh, yeah, just that I've lost interest in that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Just and his delivery is just, I mean, yeah, um, so good. And and whenever anyone says like you don't want to know, mm-hmm. I always want to say you're right. I've lost interest in that question. <laughs> yeah. So my number one has got to be maybe if his name was Honest Bob, but his name is Scabby. <laughs> yes. And then they don't have to waste time getting to know us. They look at our feet. I had a feeling that was going to be one of yours. Uh, do you think it's been five minutes yet? At least. At least. At least. <laughs> And then, yeah, I'm sorry. I've lost interest in that question. There's no wrong answer for best quote in this episode. I just love how, like, you know they're being, we know they're being scammed, but Lewis and Twitty are just going with this whole thing. Yep. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. And, like, you know they're being scammed, but they're just acting as though they're not because they just desperately want the issues. Yep. It's so good. I just love this episode. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, it's just so good. So... Last but not least, alternate episode uh, title. I finally came up with one. I want you to go first, though. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. Okay. First, the only thing I could think of uh, was, you know, something with Quasi. Of course. And so I was like, you could just take the actual title and make it an alliteration, Quest for Quasis. <laughs> I, I, that was one of my ideas I said. I said the Quasi Quest. That's what was my other one. I said, yep, Quasi Quest. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I end up coming up with another one, though, that I like. Yeah. Well, it's kind no, of yeah, me two too. versions of it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so QuasiQuest was my other one. That's a good one. So yeah. I like that one too. And then when I texted you to say, give me an extra 10 minutes because I'm freaking out trying to think of a title, as soon as I texted you that, it came to me. So I said, all right, that's it, I guess. My alternate title is Quasi FOMO. <laughs> oh, nice. I kind of went that same route. I put, I have two. I put. Quasi no no uh-huh. or quasi no mo. No mo. Yeah, like no mo. De no mo. Like oh, like like quasi no more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we're very yeah. similar. Like quasi moto, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and mine was a last minute one too because I had I also put here today, shoe tomorrow, which I didn't love. <laughs> That's like Eileen's book <laughs> in the Even Stevens movie. Yeah. Kids today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I ended up like right before we recorded, I thought of. Quasi no no. That we literally had the That's same weird. basic idea though. That both of them. That's amazing, actually. That is, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I was kind of really happy with quasi FOMO when I thought of it though. That's a. I like quasi FOMO. I was trying to think of another one. They had fear of missing out of not having those quasis. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I like it too, actually. 
That was a that was a sneak attack one right there. I was not expecting <laughs> it was. I didn't sit there for an hour like I did last time. Yeah. I maybe could have thought of something else, but I like yeah, it. I like it too. And I'm that's crazy how similar we were. Yeah. Crazy. Awesome. So that'll do it for Quest for Coolness. Yeah. Such a good episode. Always fun talking about the episodes no matter what, regardless of whether or not we agree or disagree. We always have fun. And so up next is the iconic, the classic, crazy Secret World of Girls, which I know a lot of people are waiting for. I remember we got a few messages. You have to talk about Secret World of Girls. I'm like, we will when we get there. (laughs) We're going to go out of order today and start talking about Secret World of Girls for no reason. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so pumped. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited to see what we talk about. Yeah. Because this one, I think we were, like, on the same page, and we were just kind of enjoying revisiting the plot points. Yeah. There's really not, I mean, there's really nothing to... Critique, yeah. ...pick apart as much in this one other than (laughs) the phone conversation, but... uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. This is a good one. But the next one, I'm excited about. Yeah, it'll be be fun. The next two, I mean... My top three are boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. We're yeah. going to just zoom through your top three right now going Let's forward. Not even intentional. I literally made my list and I was like, holy cow, these are like three in order. Three, two, one. Yeah. Oh, no, three, no, three, it's one, two. Three, yeah. Three, one, two. Yeah, yeah. So that'll just about do it. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Uh, evenstevensranked.com send us an email evenstevensranked at gmail.com feel free to send a voicemail we'd love to hear from you all that good stuff and we will see you in the next episode see ya